Parshas Chukas has a lot of things going on, and I'm going all the way to the end of the parsha because there's actually an interesting pasuk there which you may have heard of before, may have not heard of before. It's in a, a fascinating context. All the way at the end of the parsha, the Torah tells us how Klai Yisrael began the process of conquering Eretz Yisrael. So they had, the thing was like this, they had to gain entry into Eretz Yisrael, and the problem was that Eretz Yisrael was surrounded by a bunch of other nations who all of those nations didn't allow um, Klai Yisrael passage through their land. They waged war on Klai Yisrael. So Eretz Yisrael was bordered by Edaim, by Mayav, by Midian, by Oymal Habashan, and none of them allowed Klai Yisrael to go through, and some of them went out to start a war with Klai Yisrael in order to prevent them from going through. So this was a problem. How are they going to get to Eretz Yisrael? So the bigger problem was not to war against them that they could have easily done as they did, but the bigger problem was that Hashem commanded them not to war some of these nations. They were not permitted to go to war against Edom because Esav, Achicha, Pasuk is the reason they could not go to war against Edom. They could not go to war against Moab. The reason was because eventually Rus was going to come out of Moab. So there are reasons that Hashem had that you, they could not go to war against some of these nations. But they were able to go to war against Midian, so they could go to war against Sichain, and they were able to go to war against Oig, those were the two kings, and they demolished them, destroyed them, wiped them out, conquered their lands, and they those lands then became property of Eretz Yisrael. It was called Ever HaYardin, the other side of the Yardin. Eventually, a few parishes hence, it's going to become the property of Shevet Ruven and Shevet Gad. And that's how they got into Eretz Yisrael. And that's what the end of this parasha talks about. Now, one historical event that the Torah seems to record is that the land of Sichain, which was of Midian, part of it uh, being the city called Cheshbain, it was the name of the city, Cheshbin, uh, originally belonged to Moab, apparently. It apparently belonged to the, the Moabim. And would it have remained so, Kaisra would have no entry to Eretz Yisrael because they couldn't do war with Moab. But Hashem arranged it that Sichain, who was Midian, he conquered Moab in advance. He conquered this city of Cheshbon, it made it made, became his capital city, and he can't conquered this whole land that originally belonged to Moab, and now it was Sichon's land. That was no problem. Then Klai Yisrael could conquer him, wipe him out, and which they did, and got entry into Eretz Yisrael, and it was a green light for them. But, after the war was done, the Pasuk describes this event, that Sichon waged war with Moab, and wiped them out. And uses a very interesting pasuk. Pasuk says, very cryptic. Therefore, the parable sayers, right, the mushal, the mushal makers, the mushal man, the come to the city of Cheshbon. It'll be built and it'll be um, established. The city of Sichon. And what do they say? A fire came out of Cheshbon and a flame came out of the city of Sichon, which ate all of Maya. A very cryptic Pasuk. What's going on? So Rashi says, explains the Pasuk in an interesting historical context. He says, it refers to Bilam. Bilam is the Mushlim. He's the Mushlim man. And Bilam and his father Ba'ar, they two, those were the two people that actually made Sichon successful. Sichon couldn't war against Moab. He was too strong. Sichon was not strong enough to conquer Moab. So Bilam came along and he cursed Moab and that's how Sichon was successful. And this is how Bilam establishes reputation. This is what got him on the, made him a celebrity, a celebrity cursor. So this is what happened. He, he cursed uh, Mayav and Sicha uh, in one, and that's how, you know, Balak got, uh, heard about him and hired him. Now, Chazal, though, darshan this Pasuk with a drasha, and you may be very familiar with this drasha, but they darshan from this Pasuk, and that's what's so strange. The drasha is, Alken Yoimlu, Yoimru HaMoishlim, they say Moishlem doesn't mean the Mashal people. Moishlem means the people who have conquered. Conquered what? 
Yitzram, they conquered the Yitzhahara. How can the people who have conquered the Yitzhahara, Bayu Vinasa Khajbainish Lailam, let's make the the Khajbin the the the, the let's, let, let, let's figure out the calculation that our lives depend on. Hepsid mitzvah kenegetz chara. If you want to not do a mitzvah because you want to do something else, which is you think you'll benefit from, make a ben- make a make a calculation. Is the benefit you stand to gain worth losing out on the mitzvah? Schar avera kenegetz seda. Look at this schar you're going to get. Whatever you benefit you're going to get from doing an avera, what will the enjoyment be? What will you get from it? What will the benefit? What will you gain against what you stand to lose? The einish punishment in the world to come. So that's what this pasuk is talking about. Al the people, the tzaddikim who already have gotten overcome the Yitzhahara, giving us advice. Calculate cheshben hanefesh. Every mitzvah you do, you want to not do it. Think about what you have to lose, what you stand to gain. Think of the ramifications when you do an avera. Think of the ramifications. Now, this is wonderful advice when fighting the Yitzhahara. And the Masil Shasharim, if you may have seen this Gemara in the Masil Shasharim, right in the beginning of Masil Shasharim, he makes a big deal out of this. And he says, this is the only way. He says, there's no other way you're going to be successful fighting the Yitzhahara. And he compares it, an interesting mushal he gives. He says, that, you know, that uh, noblemen, the rich noblemen, they have a hedge maze in front of their castle. So that's a whole, a huge area that's all covered by hedges, and they've been trimmed and designed that there are many pathways through it, but they're very tall, so you can't see anything except the path you're on, and it's a maze, so you have to figure out which way to go. And he says there's a guy who made it out of the maze already, and outside the maze, there's a tall platform, and he stands on the platform, and then he can see the whole maze in front of him. And he sees you going, and he tells you, go, go right, go left, go straight, go back, and that's how you'll get out. Now you say, you're not going to listen to him? You're going to get lost. He can see everything. He's out of it already. He's outside. He's on top of it. He can see exactly where to go. If you don't listen to him, it's hopeless. So he says that's what it means. The people who are successful already fighting the Yitzhahara, they're on top of the hedge maze, and they're telling us, you want to know which way to go? You want to know how to not get confused and mixed up by the Yitzhahara? Make this cheshben ha-nefesh. Schar mitzvah k'negative seda. Schar avere k'negative seda. Make a cheshben. Every calculate every act you take. Is it worth it? Are you going to lose out on the mitzvah? What do you stand to gain? Is what you stand to gain worth losing the mitzvah? Is what you stand to gain doing that avere? Is it worth it? That's the only way the Mishael Shasharm says you're going to successfully combat the Yitzhahar. But what is it doing in this pasik? <laughs> what is it doing here? There's like a strange place for it. It's Pasik is not talking about that. They're fighting a war in Sichan and Mayav. What does that have to do with fighting against Sahar? So there's a, an old print of Makras Kedal's Chumash that had a lot of interesting things in it. It had Marbashemish in it, and it has a Purish. It doesn't say who it is even. It's, I think, a liquid of a lot of different Svarim uh, that explains difficult Chazal. So he explains this Chazal, and he says a beautiful, beautiful Pshat, very meaningful explanation. He says, that these Maishlin, the people who are the, they, they fought their Yitzhahara, they, they uh, witnessed what happened over here with Sichain and Maev. And he says what happened was like this. Maev was really very strong, like Rashi says. Sichain couldn't find his way in there. But there was one weak link. There was one weak point in the border of Maev, and that was the city of Cheshbon. That was a border city, and it wasn't well defended. So there was only one place that, he, that Sichain could possibly win this war, get in. It was there. And Maev didn't fortify it properly, and Sichem broke through and conquered the city of Cheshben. Once he got the city of Cheshben, he established himself a foothold in the land of Mayav, and from there he conquered another city, and then another city, and he constantly fortified it, made it his, and from there, from there he made a fire that consumed all of Mayav, the, the whole Mayav was discovered, because he was able to get through, break through the defenses in one spot. So the Maishlam tell us 
that the fight against the Yitzhahara is exactly the same. He said it's why, it's why, that's why it's so important to recognize that every action, every path we take, every choice we make has very, very important ramifications and consequences, and we have to consider that. And we have to make a cheshbon. He says the Yitzhar can't attack us head on. He wants us to do something very inappropriate, an illicit relationship, or if he wants to confuse us and cause us to seriously question and doubt our faith, he can't just do that. He can't tell us to do something more. We won't listen. We're not going to believe his stories. We're too strongly guarded with the terror we have, with the mitzvahs we do, with the messiah that we have. But he looks for the weak link. Is there something that he can get us to do that we don't think is such a big deal? He looks to, he gets us to look at things we shouldn't be looking at. He gets us to talk to people that maybe we shouldn't be talking to. He gets us to read things that we wonder that, should we really be reading this? And so on and so forth. He finds a little opening and we weren't as strongly aware and we weren't considering it and we weren't like taking note of what it is that we were doing and we don't realize that we take a step in his direction. And if we don't make a cheshvin, then he, we're giving him a foot in the door. And once he gets a foot in the door, he establishes a stronghold and he gets cheshvin. And when he's cutting a cheshvin, then he goes, and he, he goes out and he makes a war against the next city. And the next city, once he's in the door, we don't realize how much land we've given up to him already. We've given him the opportunity to, an ability to win the war. And that's why he says this Pasik describes the concept that the Moshlem B'Yitram are trying to, to teach us. They said, we have already won against the Yitzhahara. The only way we did it was to be careful for, not to allow what Sichon did. Sichon broke through in Cheshbon and from there burned through the whole Mayab. You can't let the Yitzhahara in. You can't let him in even for a little bit. And the only way to, to think about that is to make a Cheshbon. If we think of every act and we re- think about the consequences, we think about the ramifications, that even what seems so little... And inconsequential, if we think about it, we'll see a little further and we'll see down the line. We'll see, you know what? This is where this is going to go. This is what this is going to lead to. And I, I was thinking to myself is that when we think about our generation and previous generations, what their challenges are, what our challenges are, I was thinking that previous generations had big challenges, big nisyanis. There was big nisyanis of Shabbos. There were big nisyanis of, uh, of uh, poverty, big tests, big challenges. And in our generation, I think what we have is a challenge of a lot of little openings. There's been, there's so many more little openings than there ever used to be. There's so many different ways that the Yitzhahara can tunnel through a teeny hole. A little thing here, a little thing there. There's so many openings in our homes, in our, in our lives, in our lifestyles, which are just some of them we can help and some of them we can't help. They just exist. And that's, I think, what's very different about our particular Nisyanis to then the Nisyanis that used to exist. We look back at the older generations and the different, the different historical, what they had to deal with, we say, wow, well, we could have never survived that. But on the other hand, dealing with many, many, many little holes can possibly be just as hard because we have to keep them all closed. And a lot of little weak links give a lot of different places where the Yitzhara can break in. So that's the message of Al-Ken Yoyim Ruham Moishlem Bayu the only way to be Conquer Yitzhahara is to make a cheshben cheshben shalalam hefsed mitzvah kenegetzhara. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.